1: Welcome back to the Banners Broadcast. I'm your host, Chris Grenham, and with me as always, Nick Jelso. Nick, how are you, man?
2: Man, I'm. Uh, you know, a couple couple loser teams, good wins against loser teams, it'll set you straight. You have a winning streak. Psyched,
1: We're talking about a winning streak.
2: A winning streak. I think it's like the first of the year. And I'm, I'm psyched to have Jeff Goodman today as our guest, who's out yep. west, out in uh, San Diego. I'm wondering if he used his away travel Uh, luggage because that's that's a great way to segue into today's sponsor we have two but the first is away travel dude i gotta tell you this luggage my luggage was a mess from the amount of traveling covering the team i've done over the years yeah this luggage is swank i could actually plug my cell phone into it and charge it it's got the hard case the internal insides of the uh of the luggage is amazing because a carry-on now fits a week worth of clothes with all the compartments. So encouraging everybody to check that out. Get a great discount. Go over to com slash CLNS. Use the promo code CLNS. And, again, you're going to get a hefty discount. Uh, and I've been giving away travel as uh, Christmas gifts to our road reporters, Chris.
1: So, you know, that's you might perfect. get one. There you go. There you go. Especially <laughs> for a busy January coming up for the Celtics. Yeah, with no the, away games. <laughs> no away games. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, they they've got – Three away games in one road trip, and then just one for the rest of the for the rest of the month. So you look so, at
2: Wednesdays. I think it's either Tuesdays or Wednesdays. It's it's like five because I think there's five Wednesdays. Weeks it's,
1: January. it's five. There's five Wednesdays in January, and the Celtics have a home game every single one.
2: Yeah, I mean, and you can't ask for more if you're the Celtics. You're rolling no, into perfect. a part of the season where you know you're finally taking advantage of the bottom the bottom feeders, and, yeah. uh, you know, beating those teams. They supposed
1: to be doing this a while ago. Yeah,
2: well, and that's a shame because, you know, they pretty much blew the one seed unless Toronto has a complete collapse. And, yeah, uh, still
1: plenty of time, of course. Like, they'll they'll figure it out. But they're starting to do what they're supposed to do, which is good. The one so, thing
2: that's good in that situation, Chris, is that they have beaten Toronto. Is the season series even?
1: With Toronto, yeah, it's 1-1. They lost 1-1 to him the 1-1. second game of the season, and then they beat him at home. In Boston, yeah, which in is a great
2: Boston. game. And they play three games, I think. So they still have the opportunity to take the tiebreaker. These are the things they built themselves such a hole early on that we're all looking at way too early in the season. But you have to because they're barely a 500 team.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think that, yeah, they should have. So they have two more games, I think. I think they play four with Toronto. They go one in January and then one in... Either February or March, I believe. But either way, yeah, that's it's crazy that we're even looking at that. But So two more with Toronto? Two more with Toronto, that's correct. Yeah, it's division.
2: They're in our division, that's correct. Yep.
1: All right, yeah. So Toronto.
2: one more at the Garden, one more in Toronto. I'd love to see them get a win in Toronto. I think it's yeah. been like it's uh, since the millennium play,
1: that they had a, a win Seriously. in Toronto. It's a tough place to play. I, really I don't get is. it. Yeah, I don't know. And everyone has difficulty, not just the I Celtics. Know. Everyone has difficulty up there, yeah. But either way, they've got... So we're recording this on Friday uh, following the Celtics 128-100 win over the Knicks. They travel to Chicago this afternoon to face the Bulls tomorrow night um, in Chicago. And then they've got New Orleans at home, the Wizards on the road, and then back home next Friday against the Hawks. So let's get to our conversation with Jeff Goodman regarding the current state of these Boston Celtics. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at one in One Hundred. Go to 1in100.co for your chance to win killer Patriots, Celtics, Bruins, or even concert tickets throughout New England for the price of beer or a large pizza. Go to 1in100.co for your chance to win today. Now we welcome on Stadium's Jeff Goodman, host of the Good and Plenty podcast. You can listen to that on the CLNS Media Network. Jeff, how is the West Coast treating you? I'm very, very jealous continuously.
0: Yeah, because you should be jealous, because all I've seen is rain up until right now. <laughs> when, when you guys have me doing this podcast, it's finally, like, this is the first time I've seen sun in 72 hours since I got to, to Chris, San Diego. We planned it perfectly, Chris, to screw up Jeff's day.
1: Perfect. We, exactly what's going so on now? No.
2: Where are we, in the stadium? Like, what's going <laughs> on I don't know
1: what the hell that is. I don't know what we that is. we made we made sure to plan it this way so once it would get sunny on the west coast, you could sit in a hotel room and talk about the Boston Celtics for like two hours. So that's what yeah, I, this
0: is at least three hours. Yeah, my goal was to bring. You know, bring the laptop onto the beach and actually do this podcast while I was on the beach. But I had to do something so I couldn't get out there. Oh uh, well, you know,
1: typical. that would be pretty unbelievable if you were able to do that. I would, I would hate like you, but picture, that would be pretty unbelievable. Picture
0: of me <laughs> podcasting on the beach. So I, you would, might as well,
2: you might as well invite Bill Walton over and smoke a joint too. You know, be on the beach, smoke a J,
0: put on some Grateful You know that? Do you know that oh, he's got a TP in 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 San Diego, in the back of his house. You've been in it. I've been in the TP. I'll send you a picture.
1: <laughs> Please send a picture. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> That's it's incredible. Awesome. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah, really. what, listening to him do the Maui Invitational is like the greatest thing in the world because he doesn't he doesn't focus on the game whatsoever. It's amazing. Yeah, he
0: never, but he never <laughs> focuses on any game. He does anything. His like, no. ADD.
1: It's, it's awesome. doing
0: a game with him. Like, I've done probably, I don't know, four or five games sideline with, with him when I was at ESPN. And it's a riot. You don't get to talk because he goes <laughs> no. so long, but you don't care. You right. just sit done. there and you laugh the entire broadcast.
1: Yeah. That's, here's the greatest
0: um, one. Here, here's the greatest thing of, of Bill Walton. So, I remember I was doing a game with him in Portland last year. I did a bunch of games with him actually because uh, they split it up and I did every game. But there were two gyms at once, so uh, I texted Luke the night before and I said something like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read off because Bill, Bill like recites all these random facts that you're like, like, there's no <laughs> way they're right.' He's so full of shit and he's making this stuff up, right? So I, I texted Luke and I'm like, I'm like, come on, like, does he? Are these real? He's like, no, no. This dude knows. Like, I said, all right, I'm gonna play a game with him. Like on the air, I'm gonna fact check, yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 check it out. I'm gonna pick like three or five of them and then check them. You know, Google them, whatever. Find out are they true or not, and then report back. So I did it. This dude was dead on. Like, man, he, man,
1: he, needs,
2: to, he needs to hang out with Donald Trump for a while, man. I mean, yeah, I don't, I think. <laughs> that's a whole other hot podcast. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Luke, is he? What's going on there? Is he going to keep his job?
0: I think so. I mean, I, I hope do. So. Listen, if there's something that Luke is great at, it's dealing with people and dealing right. with yeah. players, right? So, like, that's the number one thing you have to do, right? If you have, if you have LeBron behind you, doesn't matter what your record is or anything like that. If LeBron likes you, you're good. You're good. Yeah, and and right. listen, as I've said uh, on the Good and Plenty podcast by the way. Yep. Good job. Time. Uh, many nice times. Yep. Many times. Subscribe. Like, the Lakers, it can be fine. Yeah, subscribe on iTunes. The <laughs> like, I'll go through the whole spiel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to me, again, you got to give them time. And they're not going to be this unbelievable team. Like the first 20 games were a throwaway. To me. Complete throwaway. Yeah, the right. next 20, you start to evaluate them. And then really after the all-star break, that, that's when you want to see what this Lakers team can become. But I I, I said it from the day one. Like, I'd be surprised if the Lakers aren't playing Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. I really would. I'd be surprised. Wow. Wow. Damn. Wow.
1: Damn.
2: wow. That's a big the one. Whole let, me, let me ask you this, Jeff. Uh, I can't believe I'm actually asking it, but are you using the same evaluation process with the Celtics right now?
0: Um, yeah, kind of just because of Gordon more than anything else. You know, I don't, I don't want to say it was a throwaway year that the, the 20 games wasn't a throw like for the Lakers. It was a complete throwaway for me. I didn't care. Yeah. I don't care at all what they did. The Celtics, I kind of was like that early. And then I started to be like, all right, what's going on here? Like, should, should they be worried at all? And I, I talked to Danny in Vegas about a week ago, uh, right before Thanksgiving for a while. And, and you know, I think he said, he's like, I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. Uh, should we be playing better than we are? Absolutely. And he made an interesting point. He's like, it's almost like if we have one guy out of the lineup just resting yeah. every game, we'd be fine. Like, because right now people weren't able to get their reps, especially like Gordon, right? Gordon needed his reps to get his confidence, to get the rust off. And he wasn't getting him. And I talked to somebody really close to him. And that's what he said. He said, like, it's frustrating for Gordon in a way because think about it. If he were in Utah, the old Utah team, they would have thrown him back out there and he would have got his 15 or 20 shots yeah, and, and mm-hmm. figured it out quicker. And now it's just very difficult for him. I think when you're getting some games where you're getting six or eight shots and, you know, you touch the <laughs> ball and you give it up and you don't know if you're going to get it back for a while. And I think a lot of guys are, are, are you know, hunting shots in that regard, because you're not knowing if you're going to see the ball again, there's so many weapons on this team. So I like do that. You better, are, do, you, do you think it's better?
1: Do you think it's better to have me. him obviously on that second unit where he's been? It seems like he's not pressing as much there, and it kind of gives him a little more flexibility. Gives the whole lineup flexibility. Honestly, he can act as that primary ball handler. Terry Rozier, who I think works better off the ball, can work off of him alongside now Jalen Brown. So, do you think that's a solution for the? For the short term, obviously, if he continues to perform pretty well, he'll probably find his way back into the starting lineup. But what do you think about that second unit that the Celtics have going right now?
0: I think it's better for his confidence, too. He's going yeah. up against mm-hmm. second-unit guys. Yep. Yep. Right. You yep. know, yeah. like that's what he needed. He needed his confidence up as much as anything else. And what better way to get it than playing against you know second-tier guys for the most part? So, you know— I, I think it was good on all levels right now. And, and again, it can change, or if it works. Like, Gordon Hayward is no ego guy. Right. I mean, that's the thing about him. He's got very little ego, and I think he'd be fine, especially coming back from what he came back. Um, I think he appreciates, obviously, just being on the court to some extent. Obviously, he wants to get back to what he was. But if you told him, all right, you're going to be back to what you are come playoffs or even maybe next season, but this year – be happy to be on the court and be a good NBA player and be a part of something. I think he'd sign up for that.
1: Yeah, I think you would too. And, and I think what a lot of people people love talking about starting lineups and bench units. And Gordon's not a guy who he gets moved to the second unit. He doesn't view that as a demotion or like um, like it doesn't it doesn't like you said Faze. it doesn't impact it doesn't him phase. like it's yeah it doesn't <laughs> phase him.
2: And it's setting a good precedent because I think it may have phased a guy like Jalen Brown. But being, if you have Gordon Hayward saying, yo, dude, I'm ready to go to the bench if that's going to help the team, Jalen doesn't have a leg to stand on. And Danny well, said Jalen.
0: Danny, like, Dan- raves oh, about Jalen. I know, no, no, I, I know. Get it. I'm just saying Danny raves about Jalen and his maturity. Yeah. Which is, which is really uh, – I'm, I'm a little surprised. I thought Jalen would be the guy that would have the hardest time with last year to this year, along with maybe Terry. But but Terry knew this was coming. Like Terry yeah, he did. He, you know, you could say whatever you want. Like, And Terry told me this earlier in the year. He's like, I, I know I'm going to have good days and bad days in terms of minutes and whatnot. I, I knew this was gonna. This was what I signed up for. Jalen's was probably more difficult because um, he thinks he probably than is than he something is. he's not. He,
1: right. Yes. I got to be honest. Jalen J- 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 – Jalen, like this past week at practices and before yeah. um, last night's game, he's been, like Danny said, just extremely mature about the whole thing. He said all of the right things. Now, who knows if he's just saying all the Chris, right things. Chris, it's called he,
2: humble pie. He's taking a good piece of humble pie.
1: Hey, he's taking a really good piece, and I'm really impressed. He's saying all the right things. Basically, you know, whatever allows us to keep winning, I'll do. I'm 100% for it. So but I'm pretty impressed.
0: but how many guys – don't say that. Like, how dumb do you have to be yeah. to not say that when you're asked, well, what do you – you know, your role this year, it's different. Well, screw you. Like, I can't <laughs> believe I'm in this role. I yeah. was putting up 20 a night in the playoffs. I was a feature – well, you know, like like Jalen's smart enough to know, even if you – and, and same thing with Terry. Even if they believe it deep down and they're frustrated, you, you can't say it. You can't. Well, yeah. it,
2: it definitely seemed to work because Thursday night he yep. – looked like the Jalen Brown we've been begging for all season long. And it's frustrating because he's coming off an injury. He came into the season healthy. We didn't see that until he gets put to the bench. Not, You know, obviously that's a, uh, maybe a latent uh, motivator. But I, I like him on the bench. I like Jalen on the bench.
0: I've always I would like
2: Jalen on somebody bench. else's bench. I don't really care, Jeff.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I said, listen, I said after last year, and people thought I was out of my mind. But I was like, you know what? Now might be the perfect time to trade Jalen Brown. His his stock was really high. And again, it's not like he's going to get better. I'm not saying he's not going to get better in a lot of regards. Like, I think he'll be better in the half court in two years and reading plays and, and making the right decisions. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. But what what he did, what he did over his first year and a half or whatever it's been, last year especially, he shot the ball better than he will be as a shooter over his career, in my opinion, from three yeah.
1: Yeah, you right don't realize it. it, but you just hit on one of Nick's favorite yeah, talking topics right <laughs> really. here in terms of value on Jalen Brown and Tara Rozier and if Danny Ainge kind of screwed that one up. So, Nick, I'll let you take the floor here. You can take that. No, it's second. very,
2: very simple. As their value diminished to a point where, because you know Danny's not going to trade them if he doesn't get what he feels is it an even return, is it at a point where now he's kind of stuck with them for uh, you know an uh, unlimited period of time.
0: No, here. here's the thing. I mean, there are two different issues, right? Like, Rosier, you had to keep to see, number one, if Kyrie was going to stay healthy. Stay, right. So if you thought you had any shot of doing something this year, which you don't know. I mean, people kind of gave up on him early. At the end of the day, they're, they're going to be a top three seed in the East. And honestly, sure. does it matter who you play in the East in any round? Are you like, you know, yeah, Toronto's Toronto is better today. Right? Milwaukee, you're not scared of at all. I mean, mm-hmm. Toronto's the one team that would scare you a little bit right now just because of Kawhi. Um,
2: and not to have home court because they suck in Toronto. Yes,
1: yes, don't, no doubt. Don't forget about no. the magic, Jeff. Don't forget about the magic. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> will not forget about the magic. <laughs> um, so, like, Rozier's a little different. I think, yeah, you were kind of hamstrung. Because otherwise, again, who's your point guard? You want to go on with Brad Wanamaker? Marcus is smart at the point? Like, I don't. So you kind of have to just keep Terry Rozier and almost come to the conclusion that you're going to lose him after this year. Do you? You're probably
2: Well, okay. So let, let, like our good friend Maz over at the sports hub, yeah, he's convinced that Kyrie has not really made up his mind. If you listen to his, his afternoon, the Felger and Maz show, I mean, he's still going on about you know, really? the, yeah, this mind can be changed and blah, blah, blah. What are you buying that?
0: Um, you never no, – I'll Clark. say this. Yeah, I'll say this. You never know with Kyrie, but he put himself out there. And he would yeah. look like a complete dick if he, if he went back on it. Just because he – unless something major changes, right? If yeah. something major changes, that's one thing. And and you wonder, too, like, you know, if you're Danny, are you waiting? Because you want right. to make sure he's healthy. You don't want to give him the money now. Like, you you want to wait as long as you possibly can to make sure that his knees hold up this year. Because otherwise – Again, like like if if you do it now, then you're basically probably saying like, all right, we're locked into him, and Rozier is gone. If Kyrie gets hurt, let's say, in a month, then you say to yourself, Man, all right, that, that's another knee injury. Maybe we should just pay Terry. He, he loves Terry. Like he thinks Terry could be the guy on this team, and he showed it to all of us last year during the playoffs. So that that's my deal on Terry. With Jalen, it's different. I, I still think Jalen's got trade value. His contract's still pretty good right now. Um, I don't think, you know, he, he's a centerpiece guy, but I think if you threw him in with the Sacramento pick this year, and somebody else uh, for a superstar, you could be in the equation to get one of the elite level players in the league. Now, you can't do it with Anthony Davis, we know that. Right. but And I don't know who you do it with. Like I don't know who that guy is. But, you know, to me, again, I think we talked about this a while ago when Kawhi was even hurt last year. It's like Jalen Brown and all these first-round picks for Kawhi. Would you do it? Every one of them. If you knew Kawhi was going to stay in Boston, now, again, you don't know that. But I'm saying let's play the hypothetical game. You know you can keep Kawhi in Boston. Would you trade Jalen Brown in every damn first-round pick you have access to
1: this year? Yes. Of course I you think, would. Well, yeah, yes. watching the way Kawhi's playing, yeah, I think yeah, so. Right.
0: You you get as many elite level players as you can. Jalen Brown is right. not an elite level player. He's a good player. I've always said Jalen Brown's great. And, and again, people thought I was nuts when I said it last year because the playoffs he looked like a you know, people thought he was like a number one or number two guy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. he's great as your number like five option. If you if he's your number five option on the floor, then you know what? You got a team probably capable of maybe winning it all. If
2: he if he understands and accepts the fact that he is the fifth option.
1: And yeah, I think he had a little trouble I think he had a little trouble dealing with that cuz he clearly was the fifth option in that starting lineup. I mean, he wasn't right. it wasn't That's the right. he's probably the worst dribbler, the worst scorer in that. I mean, I'm not saying he's terrible at these things, but in terms right. of that lineup, he was the number 5 passer probably, the number 5 scorer, and the number 5 dribbler. So like there's a lot of things and I think he had some trouble adjusting with that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I mean, I think defensively he's he's good and he's a high-level athlete. And if you get him in transition, he's terrific. But in the half-court, he struggles. And he and he always kind of has, to be honest. Since AAU ball, he struggled a little bit in the half-court to make the right decision. But in AAU ball, he was so athletic, it didn't matter. Right.
1: Yeah, Jeff, real quick. So I, this is kind of sticking with the, the draft pick idea here here uh obviously you came out with yeah your, was that mock- draft? Oh, very of yeah Chris mock- yeah.
2: what'd you say <laughs> very Boston of you there with that accent yeah
1: <laughs> so so you came out with your uh came out with your mock draft your first one on stadium earlier this week I think you had the Celtics obviously the order of the teams doesn't really matter this early on in mock drafts but right. in that I think you had them Rui Hachimura and Kobe yeah. White, if I'm correct.
0: Yeah, I have Rui at seven. I yeah. I kind of am projecting, and I and I'm just kind of projecting that Sacramento ends up in that range of like around right. seven. Right.
1: Right. So, do you think? So, ignoring the order at yeah. this point, do you think those two guys would be ideal for Boston's setup right now? Who do you see them targeting if they keep these picks? Say they don't trade them for any reason during the season. Who do you see them targeting in this next draft?
0: I mean, listen. We know Danny loves those kind of multi-dimensional forwards. I think he's Big just going to take the best player on the board, and, yeah. and there's a bunch of multi-dimensional forwards that could be there in that Sacramento range, right? So, like, you know, DeAndre Hunter's a kid from Virginia uh, who fits the part. He's really versatile, more athletic, yeah. and smooth. Nasir Little's a kid in North Carolina who's really struggling right now. People have pegged as like a top three pick going in at four, along with the three Duke boys. Uh, and Little's really struggling right now. Rui's been the best player in college basketball through the first month. Uh, you and I talked about that, Chris. Like, he, he's, he's been terrific. He's shooting yeah. the ball better. He's yep. big. He's strong. He's athletic. Um, so those those would be a few. You know, Romeo Langford is a name that could be in the mix, a freshman oh, yeah. at Indiana. Yeah. Not a great shooter, though. And that's what no, I worry about. not a great I, shooter. I worry about.
1: athletic and get to the hoop, but not a great shooter. Yeah. And
0: then if they let – like, if they – with Terry, if they think they're gonna lose Terry, the best point guard and a guy that totally fits the the type of point guard they'd be looking Bring for me. is this kid John Moran.
1: Bring he's, me Murray State. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah.
0: He God, is so athletic. He is he was a setup guy last year as a freshman at Murray State because he had two older guys, two seniors that did most of the scoring. Now he's scoring, he can get 20 any night he wants. And uh, went for like 38 against Alabama. Not a great shooter. I talked to him he kind of said the guy that I like to compare myself to he said I'm not this guy but my game is similar to Russell Westbrook. I got to take care of the basketball better. I got to shoot it better from 3, but he's got that gear. He's got that gear. So like if you lost Rozier, he'd be the perfect guy to groom as the next guy to replace Kyrie or if Kyrie happened to you know happen to hurt himself again or something
1: like yeah, that. Yeah. That would be an interesting pickup for the Celtics. Nick, don't
0: you want him to draft Bol Bol? Have you seen Bol Bol? <laughs> All
2: your tweets are making me want to Yes, for sure. You've Bol been covering Bol.
0: him. Are you following him like
2: you followed like the Ball family, or like what's going on there?
0: No, not quite. You know, he's not quite as entertaining as Levar. I <laughs> can actually spend more time with Bol, Bol and, and be okay. Like like Levar, it was like small small doses, and then the ten day Lithuania was like way too big. <laughs> that I was, was enough. Like, <laughs> that you think that was enough yeah, for my life.
1: That's and that's that'll beer.
0: be like, you know, Thank yeah. God. I mean, I might have had a reunion. Think about this. I'm out here in L.A. The Lakers did not play at home tonight. If they had played at home tonight, I would have won. You could Probably have. Ended up seeing oh,
2: that, we should have had a camera there to follow could around.
0: Me, could have called me a shyster again.
2: Yeah. Jeff, you and I, oh, I got to
1: bring – we'll bring a camera to the Hoopal Classic in Springfield in January. We'll go to the Spire game, and we'll have a reunion. Oh. It'll be great.
0: Well, it's, I'll tell you what. We're, we're heading out to – Is that really to, January? We're like yeah, a month they, and they, change away from, from having – a. Uh,
1: I'm not sure yeah, I'm ready for that. They brought uh, – yeah, they brought Spire, and I think they're playing Saturday at Hoop Hall. Saturday well, during that weekend. I'm going to drink heavily before that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We'll be out in uh, L.A. and Golden State in March, but I'm sure you won't be there. That will be the midst of March Madness. I will
0: probably not, not I would be there, say, Yeah. Say so, would
2: be... uh, yeah, I got something here. All right, yeah. so biggest surprise this season, I, I think you'll say Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris, I'm sorry.
0: Definitely. I mean, okay. it's got to be Marcus Morris. And, yeah. and not just – like for me, it's it's like the mature Marcus Morris. Like I never thought I'd say those words in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and add
2: contract into that sentence because it well, is a contract helps. here. Yeah, so that helps. Help. Biggest disappointment, Bob Ryan says Jason
0: Tatum. Oh, he's out of his mind. I love, Bob. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Early on, early on, he had a case. Yeah, I would agree. Jason Tatum was really up and down. Uh, he was frustrated, I think, trying to figure out his role. Even though, like, his role is a hundred times better than it was a year ago at this time. But I think he was still just trying to figure out how to play, how you play with Kyrie, and how you play with all this talent. Because let's face it, last year in the playoffs, it was a Jason Tatum show. It was yeah. right. Like he could do whatever he wanted, and, yep. and they needed him to do whatever he wanted. And now it's different. And I think it took him a while to adjust to that. And as a 19 year old it was frustrating for him to try to figure that out. So i would say Tatum would not be my biggest disappointment. I don't i mean
2: can't say Gordon. I mean it's
0: just not fair. I mean i can't. Like i just think yeah like, like I
1: think I think for me it might be it might Jaylen. be Terry just just because not obviously he wasn't expected to come in and do what he did in the playoffs, but i was more so disappointed in the way he adjusted. I thought I thought he was going to be better early on coming off that bench unit and he seemed to have a lot of trouble falling back into that role and that kind of surprised me so maybe it's it's more of a like a shock than a real disappointment because I'm sure he'll be fine and he'll adapt and now that he's got Jalen and Gordon alongside of him but I don't know I just thought well, I'm Terry with you. would be I think it's Terry and, and yeah.
0: again I think we all thought Terry would dominate against second unit point court, yeah we did opinion. right take their lunch like anytime he wants he'd just go out there and and there was such a big gap between Terry and whoever the backup point guard was. On yeah, that team. was the
1: expectation.
0: And he hasn't done that. He just right. hasn't done it. So, yeah, I would I would say Terry for
2: me. As far as Morris goes, too, we, uh, we were all – the three of us were there last year. He, he came in distracted with the trial, out yep. of shape. He had the knee injury, and he was disgruntled because he wasn't starting. So – Looking at all that, even though he kind of turned it around throughout the season and in the playoffs, but I, I was thinking going into this season, you know, this dude's not going to accept this role I, with all with the glut of talent. But he really has embraced it, and he's excelled. And I do think the contract year thing helps him quite a bit in I this, he's the motivator. Team, yeah. uh, but, hell, man, he has been uh, just the most consistent guy on the floor for them.
0: Scary.
1: He has. And he's been but so efficient,
0: Indiana. too, which is crazy. Yes. Right, what hasn't he done well? I mean, he's shot it well. He's still rebounding at a at a, at a high level. He's defending, defending better. defending decently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every single aspect of the game, and again, even the intangible part. And and, and everybody likes playing with Marcus because Marcus will go to war. Yeah. Um, but but again, yeah, I I, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what type of contract he gets after the
1: year. Imagine NBC. someone coming to you in coming to you in July and saying, "Yeah, well, you know, this stacked Celtics roster, Marcus Morris is going to be the most consistent and efficient player <laughs> on this <laughs> okay. team." I would have told you to get out of my face.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Me too. Ocean. Me too. Uh, NBC Boston has the BWA now bent with motivation. Do you think coming into the season they were a bit ahead of themselves as far as you know the the, the trash talking and maybe a little bit complacency, and that fed into some of the issues early in the season? Um, there was a lot of trash talking on Twitter with the Cavs. I mean, it was
0: just ridiculous
2: yeah, before the ball I, even bounced down the court.
0: I guess. I mean, I, I guess I, I don't really know. I don't know how much that plays in, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah. yeah. It annoyed the hell out of me. So it played in a lot for me. Really? <laughs> yeah, Nick, right, you
1: did not. You did not like that at all. I'm
2: like, dude, like, come on, man. You didn't even start training camp yet. You're already saying you have the best bench in the league. Well, they all look like idiots you know, 15 games into the season. Now it's starting to turn around, but we still haven't seen them play really any quality. The Pelicans is the closest to a quality team they've beaten. Well, recently. that's
0: right. I'm glad, I'm glad we didn't get through the entire podcast without talking about that because yeah. let's face it, like who they've played lately. Now, again, that's going to be some of who they play in the, East. so like they're going to go through those, those stretches when they, when, when they play some teams that, you know, again, the Knicks stink, Cleveland stinks. Um, New Orleans isn't nearly as good as some people thought they'd be this year. Minnesota still not great, right. uh, and right. Gordon was great in that game. So, you know, and, and coming up, look, I mean, look who you got. You got it doesn't Chicago. really change.
1: Yeah, coming up.
0: Right. At Chicago, New Orleans at home, at Washington, Atlanta at home. I mean, they should just run it.
1: They really should. At, at
0: Detroit, but- Phoenix at home, Milwaukee at home, Charlotte at home. Philly. Like, I mean, you look at it, and you're like, they're clearly betting now again. They've lost to a lot of bad teams. Not bad teams, but yet yeah, some bad teams. Bad teams, year. yeah. yeah. The
1: I thought the stretch before with the Hornets and the Knicks and the Jazz we and the it. Mavericks, it was supposed to be fine, and they lost all those games. They're yeah. Let's safe. keep
2: in mind, too, January you might as well just, you know, not leave the garden. Sleep at the arena. Every single game is home. Every game yeah. is home, but like three.
1: Yeah. So
2: this is their time, man. I mean, I, that's my barometer. Like Once January ends, if they don't have – you know they don't have it together. Then, then I'm going to start
1: saying, "Okay, th- there's a major issue here." Yeah, <laughs> yeah January's no, going to be a nice measuring stick. Yep. All right, Jeff, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your time out in Los Angeles. You could follow Jeff at Goodman Hoops on Twitter. Check out all Good this stuff. Good and Plenty at... Podcast, man. Good and Plenty Podcast. That's right, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and you can check out all of his stuff on WatchStadium.com.
0: This is Jeff Goodman, host of the Good and Plenty podcast on the CLNS Media Network. We've got two podcasts. Every Tuesday, we've got the NBA edition. Anyway, I've known Boogie a long time, and I like him now. We didn't get along forever. Years hold on, ago. man. Hold on. Since you you bringing up Boogie, yeah, yeah.
2: Jeff, have you told the story you you and Boogie's interaction a few times? That would make for golden podcast material
0: right there. When, when, when he cornered me coming out of STK in, in Vegas. And- Every Thursday, we've got the College Hoops Edition where you'll find the top coaches, players, media people. You get insight that you will not find anywhere else. So subscribe to the Good and Plenty podcast wherever you get your podcasts or find us on www.clnsmedia.com.